have what it takes to play in the big leagues because while you may not have had social or academic history behind you, you have the grit of making it through the toughest situations in life. Hi there, I missed you. Welcome to The Professional, a personal and professional development podcast for young and soon-to-be young professionals, aka university and college students. I am Alyssa Stone, a fellow young professional who's navigating this journey we all call life. So here, I just try to share a few nuggets to help us learn, grow, and become our best selves. There's a new episode of The Professional on the second and fourth Tuesday of each month. Yes, we had quite a break since our last episode, since there were five Tuesdays last month. Nonetheless, I have a good one for us today. But before we jump into this episode, if you find the content here to be helpful, please go ahead and click the tick or the notification bell, whatever the icon is on your favorite podcast app so that you can be notified when a new episode is available. Also, do me a favor and share the link with somebody you think could benefit from the nuggets that you find to be helpful here. Again, thank you. Thank you to those of you who have left comments, sent me messages about how the podcast is positively changing your outlook and life, or just sending me a message to encourage me on this journey. I really appreciate it. It really encourages me more than you know. Whenever I hear how this content is impacting you and how it is helping you to be better. Truth is, it's helping me too. So please send me your feedback. Go ahead, send me a DM or leave a comment on Instagram at theprofessionalbecomes or email me. Email me at theprofessionalbecomes at gmail.com. So, today, in this episode, we have a special, it's a special episode. We finally get to continue a conversation I had with Love Odie, founder and culture engineering officer. Talk about new meaning to CEO. She's founder and culture engineering officer at Unsiloed. The conversation started in season one, episode three, Bloom Where You're Planted. If you have not yet listened to that episode, stop right now and hop over to get all caught up. <laughs> or you can just continue and, and catch, catch it all later, however it works for you. But today, in this episode, in the final part of our conversation, Love and I discuss ways to be better and to grow right where we are. So we touch on one of my favorite topics, failure. It should come as no surprise. <laughs> we share ways on how to overcome failure and how to move forward to live fulfilling and meaningful lives. Isn't that what we all want to do? I really do believe so. So here's what I have for you. Just in case you forgot how good part one was, here's a snippet, just a snippet of our discussion. And then we'll dive into part two. When 
I moved to the U.S., I started working in a law firm. That was a smaller law firm. Um, and that was really where that bloom where you planted um, coal really resonated with me. Mm-hmm. Because I used that opportunity. It was a boring job. It was so boring that it gave me so much opportunities to explore everything else. I, I, I really was sitting with, do, am I doing what I have understood to be the sole path for me? Or am I limiting myself? So I was asking myself several questions. I'm a heavy journaler. So I was journaling about a bunch of stuff, listening to podcasts, you name it. Like just really like nourishing myself with a ton of stuff. But that boring job, and I'm boring in quotes, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. was boring enough for me to convince (laughs) my supervisor then to allow me to go to workshops and seminars and I would take time off in the middle of the day. I'd be able to research stuff. I was literally plotting my next, (laughs) what has become the the last five years of my life. I literally (laughs) plotted that in my office because like I could get through the stuff so quickly. I use that as a critical point to really sit and reflect. So I made that moment in my life serve me in the ways that was connected to my purpose and obsessed with the ways in which this wasn't the most shiny thing on my career Mm -hmm. trajectory. Oh yes, there is more. So let's pick up where we left off. So here we go. The final part of my conversation with Love Odie. And Bloom, where you're planted. So this is part two. That perspective now is I can sit here and be annoyed and frustrated um, thinking that I'm way bigger than this space and that's something else that I want people to understand too. It is it is okay to feel that way. Like, I don't want to be here. There's so much more for me to offer than what I'm able to do here. So you are frustrated, yes, but then there is something else about that experience that you can you can leverage, you can utilize. And maybe, and I think for you, it was the free time. Yeah. <laughs> it was so easy. You had free time. Yeah. So you had free time then to think <laughs> about what to do and free time to go to the workshop and free time to go to the seminar. Yep. That During that free time, I got to also um, get certified as a mediator, which is a critical aspect there we go. of my <laughs> <of laughs> life. <laughs> so you will not be CEO of Unsiloed. <laughs> without here's where it gets even better not only so i decided to to get certified as a mediator um, and by volunteering to get that experience on the board of that organization now people will project their own pathways yeah yeah onto you right so you have to be able to filter that and take take with it what's helpful for you yeah but not take the easy way of um recoiling from harsh feedback right mm-hmm. yeah sometimes sometimes that thing hits us <laughs> in a way that's and that's one of those things we have to unlearn yeah that's one of those things we have to unlearn harsh feedback is is it's necessary sometimes and you know it's also just about asking yourself like why did that make me feel uncomfortable yes why did that make me feel uncomfortable right and 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 also not saying, oh, I didn't like the way the person said this. If they had said this like that, you know, don't shoot the messenger. 
take the message. Okay, you would have preferred something else. But that's what was said. And that was how it was said. Now, your job is to take this raw material and see what you can use it to make. Yeah. So, so let me talk about failure a little bit. Because for me, I think it's easier said than done. Mm. Because when you, I want to acknowledge that when you come from an environment where you're probably the first to make it out or the first to be in a field or in an area of work that was probably undefined for you by any family or friend in your circle, to tell someone that it's okay to fail is is not always the most helpful thing because they may be perceiving it as this is my one chance. This is the one shot. This, exactly. is, this is my one shot yeah. that I am here auditioning on this stage called live. And I would beat up myself for the next five to 10 years if I don't do this well. So mm-hmm. in those moments, of course, bring your harshest resilience to the table. Bring your best self, put your best self mm-hmm. forward. Those are the moments of doing it well in everything you do doing it well but i just want to acknowledge that there are some people and that's about privilege there are some people that they may fail and they have parents who can pay for repeat after repeat (laughs) after repeat (laughs) and Mm -hmm. extra lessons (laughs) and who will bring their lunch to 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 work if they forget it they they have a made for you life right so the alternative is also to say to people who have not had this laid out for them that you have what it takes to play in the big leagues because while you may not have had social or academic history behind you, you have the grit of making it through the toughest situations in life. And the same skills that you used to survive when it was cold, harsh conditions are transferable skills that will help you to succeed in these spaces that you're probably new to. So I just want to acknowledge that, of course, there's a privilege um and resource gap um, that, you know, even talking about perspective taking, I have had students who, who've shared that they've been in therapy since 10. Hmm. And I go, that's interesting. Hmm. And what I noticed from those students is that they have a keen sense of self-awareness yeah. and the way in which they yeah. articulate themselves or talk about what they need and their perspectives and their feelings. And exactly. it's so <laughs> It's so refined <laughs> that I'm like, <laughs> I didn't get here till 25. Like, right. I'm struggling. Right. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like, they would look in the face of a professor or a boss and ask for what they need. Exactly. Whereas there are some people who they've been told not to ever challenge power. So right. I just want to acknowledge that it's not the same for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. for those who might feel like, you are starting off a little bit behind the game. You mm-hmm. still have what it takes to make exactly. it. And if you feel like you don't, find places and people who are safe for you, who've expressed interest in your success, mm-hmm. and ask of them to support you for the journey. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And I think those are the people I really want to talk to. Yeah, Those who just don't know where to turn what what next to do how do i 
make up this gap because we all have the same GPA coming out of college, but we don't have the same opportunities. Mm -hmm. What is it? What happened? What do I need to do? And I think you're so right. Even if you didn't get it from 10, you are still able to learn those lessons, to pick up those nuggets now. If you're willing to sit and do that introspective work and willing to reach out for help when you when you need it. Although fear of failure is real, <laughs> but when you're pursuing something and that's what's at the back of your mind, mm-hmm. it's not really fear of failure. It's fear. Mm. Mm. It's, it's fear, fear. Just fear. Yeah. Yeah. It's fear, right? Yeah. Type of fear, sure. But it's when and we can go into the whole thing i don't know if you're a malcolm gladwell fan or um any of these people who are into like cognitive science when our fear part of our brain <laughs> is turned mm-hmm. on we cannot be creative we cannot be productive yeah. we're literally sabotaging ourselves by yeah. entertaining yeah. fear and that's something that i sit with and like pull like i literally there are certain things that I do personally, like I have to pause. I'll probably start talking slower because like, you know how you probably start speaking quickly, your heart's beating. Okay, pause, sit, it's okay. You'll get there. You'll figure this out. Mm. So the thing is, if we turn on, from what I've understood from the science of it, um, frontal part of our brain, like both of them cannot be on at the same time. Yeah. Once the fear part is on, our brain goes into fight flight. We don't have any shuts down, right? Yeah, we shut down. So it's a thing of recognizing that this feeling of fear, overwhelming feeling of fear of failure, is not serving me well. Mm-hmm. What it actually means is causing me to engage in self sabotage. There are lots of self awareness cognitive tools mm-hmm. that we can do. For you to probably, I mean, a lot of them are paid, but mm-hmm. you can Google behavioral behavioral type tools or behavioral styles. I actually use that in the work that I do now. Um, by by when I when I work with people within organizations, it sounds a little bit way out of line, but sometimes self awareness cannot be generated in. In, in a short period of time. Take a free behavioral tool. Yeah, yeah. The report is as good as you doing years of <laughs> perspective taking with a professional and them actually telling you some things about who you are in a way that you may not have understood yourself to be. Some of them you may not agree with, but before you go off saying you don't agree I, with, sit with it because that's some perspective exactly, of who you are. Exactly. How other people see you, how other people experience yeah. you in the world, that mm-hmm. probably affects how you navigate the world. Actually, a lot of employers are beginning to put these as part of the evaluation process during hiring. Wow. Ask a friend mm-hmm. that, hey, I did this quiz about myself and it says that I am very whatever. Like, yeah. one thing that I know about myself that was um, affirmed by these behavioral tools, the only person in my life who told me this was my mom. Mm-hmm. And that is that I am very slow to make relationships. Oh. Now, the way in which it was interpreted by the world around me is that I am yeah, antisocial or social. Yeah. What that meant is that I am a very observant person. Mm-hmm. And I go and I slowly observe the people mm-hmm. and places mm-hmm. that I am in 
before I make a move. Yeah, yeah. Now, it's funny that people have been processing that as, oh, she's, you know, standoffish. And aloof, right. right. And I'm like, okay. Once I go into a space, is that now I'm actually able to articulate to people that, hey, I might seem quiet right now, but I'm just observing and warming up the room. And mm-hmm. people get to respect that and they don't judge me. It's my behavior is that I am very yeah. observant and, and I and I tend to appear quiet when I meet you, but eventually I'll warm up. Yeah. yeah. And I got that from one of the behavioral um tools. Wow. And that makes me just a lot more comfortable with who I am. Exactly. Because in fact, you know have language for what that really is. And that is important. Right. When I go to a social space that requires mm-hmm. more social. It also reminds me to make more effort. I, I'm like, okay, once you get into the room, you don't need to be at the back of the room for 45 minutes to observe people. That's not the purpose. <laughs> of- <laughs> that is something that I can have that self-talk with me because now I understand who I am. Well, it really just come down to, to this, this inner work. Oh my goodness. Yeah. What I wanted to bring up earlier again, it was in relation to failure. When you have that... Um, some people call it the sort of like abundance mindset. I think it's kind of close to the winning mindset, right? So if I believe that I'm going into a scenario and this is my one chance and I'll never Mm -hmm. have a chance again, Mm -hmm. I am am almost going in with a scarcity and losing mindset. That that is the one thing that I'm trying to... Yeah, okay. Okay. You get what I mean? Yes. No, That has translated for me is like when I started, when I launched my firm and started to do work, which a lot of it is, <laughs> if I should pat myself on the shoulder, very Olivia Popish. Um, <laughs> so a lot of big companies, right, are struggling in many ways about to what degree are they inclusive, right? So this mm. very, this is somewhere away from employment and liability litigation in the space of like how do we safeguard our t- our culture mm-hmm. to espouse the essence of those human rights principles mm. so that people can experience that on a granular level it was my big audacious idea it doesn't fit into any framework that i've really learned in law school but <laughs> i have learned and i know and for me it's something that i'm committed to making part of my life's work and to actually produce as a body of work in the world that somewhere between the letter of mm-hmm. law and people's experiences, we're, we're missing something. Now, when I started to have interest in, 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 in my company and people started to reach out to me, I was scrambling. I was like, oh my God, people actually believe that this is a thing. Yeah. Work with me. And I had that feeling of, what if I don't, like, I need to nail this yeah. client, prospective yeah. client. And in that feeling of, I can't fail, I need to get it right. Oh my gosh, I was scrambling. Mm-hmm. Like, like forever. Like, I, I think the best word to use is I was desperate. Like you could smell the desperation on me. I had to pause and sit and say, this is not a win or lose, all or nothing. If I don't fail, this is the rest of it. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm about. If it doesn't work with person A, it will work with person B. If we if we have that scarcity mindset, people will smell desperation on us, right? And when I started having people companies reach out to me to to say, 
we've seen your work, we've seen stuff that you've put out, and we're we're interested in this type of thinking because we are recognizing that there's this odd gray area that our legal mm. department can't quite touch. Right. Let's hear what you have to say. Could you work with us? But I was in a state of disbelief that, oh my God, I can't yeah. believe that I have gotten people's attention and they're taking what I'm saying seriously. <laughs> but like in my head, I have mm-hmm. one shot. And if I don't get it this one time, mm-hmm. I'll get it. Mm-hmm. Which is the fear of failure thing. Like, I yeah. Need, I need yeah. To, right. Truth be told, I have gone back and looked back at some of the notes or proposals that I have sent to prospective clients during that period of scrambling yeah it was awful like, mm-hmm. I, like it was not my best work at all I was yeah. I w- like you know when you type in to meet a deadline literally was not my best self I had to pull back and say hang on a second if it doesn't work with a if it doesn't work with b c or d that doesn't invalidate the truth exactly. of who I am that doesn't exactly. invalidate what I have to offer out into this world and what I learned in those moments was that those were my life internships. This internship for me to actually practice pitching my business to new people who mm-hmm. were not interested in moving forward. But what mm-hmm. that meant was that by the time number seven got to the table, so comfortable naming my prize that they did not bat an eyelash. A, a big company out of Silicon Valley like literally said, like, mm-hmm a unicorn riding out here in the wild wild west and we love it that was such a heartwarming moment but truly i had to sit with just being comfortable to not feel like if i if i don't get if i don't get a client or if i don't get a grade or if i don't get a job it Mm -hmm. does not mean that i failed it's just about embracing it for what it is we may call it failure but it could be an internship it could be a lesson it could be a like that it could be a sharpening of the things that we all to do oh my goodness i love i i really really love this so you've given me new language (laughs) it wasn't you didn't fail you are an intern and let your failure be your servant oh yeah 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 yes but i love it i love it. it's not failure Mm-mm. it was internship yeah. listen i just love a good conversation and love never disappoints i truly hope that this was inspiring and motivating even challenging I hope you found some fuel to keep going on whatever your journey is right now. Just know that you can flourish right where you are. Even if you think, or even if you know, this is not the best environment for you. The thing is, there is always something to glean, always something to learn. There's always something to take away to allow you to be better. So don't miss the growth opportunities. Don't miss them because you're eager to move on. Just take time. Take time to address your fears. Take the time to learn more deeply who you are. And take time to prepare for your next adventures. Nothing is wasted if you are intentional about growing. Say what? I really do believe you can always bloom right where you're planted.
So thanks so much for joining me again on The Professional. As always, I love that you decided to learn, grow, and become better with me. But hear what? Please do two things for me. One, subscribe to The Professional on your favorite podcast app. And two, rate and review this episode. Well, three things. <laughs> but in doing so, you help to spread the word about this podcast and help us to grow our community and help more people. Also, feel free to hop over to Instagram if you'd like so we can connect there. Go ahead and follow me at The Professional Becomes. Or again, send me an email at theprofessionalbecomes at gmail.com. That's it for us on another inspiring and motivating episode. Please don't forget to keep learning, keep growing, and keep becoming a better version of yourself. Let's connect again on the next episode of The Professional. I can't wait to meet you there.